Someone once told me that the reality I thought I knew was just one of many. Be careful which path you travel down. Stronger than you have lost their way. You think there will be no consequences? We're in the end game now. I sacrificed everything. And it meant nothing. Oh, strange. What have you done? I never meant for this to happen. everything you brought this on yourself you break the rules and become a hero I do it and I become the enemy this doesn't seem fair Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness PG-13 Hey, what's going on, everybody? Tyler Woods here, your movie guy for the Tyler Woods Movie Review Podcast. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Madness, I say. And boy, I mean, we get pretty mad here in this film. All right, so in the cast, we got Benedict Cumberbatch returning as the title character, Doctor Strange or Doctor Stephen Strange. Elizabeth Olsen returning as Wanda, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. Benedict Wong, always a pleasure to see as Wong. Never going to get used to that. Sochil uh, Gomez, debuting as America Chavez. Then there is Rachel McAdams. She is back as Christy. And uh, I'll have uh, more on her later. And finally, Chiwetel Ejiofor, finally coming back as Baron Mordo. Also to note here, the director, Sam Raimi. The Sam Raimi was directed three other Marvel films, such as Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man Trilogy. But, I mean, that was back when those films were just strictly to Sony. So this is his MCU debut. But true aficionados recognize him as the director for Evil Dead films. Also, appearances from others you, you might have guessed in uh, some teasers and trailers that you've seen online. Uh, that is pretty much a spoiled any kind of surprise, vaguely, even uh, producer uh, Kevin Feige wasn't really happy with all the uh, revealing from Disney. But finally, after five and a half years of cameos and co-starring appearances, Doctor Strange getting his second standalone film and nearly around uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame anniversary dates, no less. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, this is supposed to be a pretty big hyped up film. It's supposed to kick off the summer blockbusters. But what's even more funny here that I noticed here is that, uh, well, I mean, not only it's already been three years since Endgame, it feels like a lifetime ago. It's like, really? Only three years? Ah, wow. But I don't know if this was intentional as to why pick this uh, specific weekend, intentional or not, but it's Mother's Day weekend. And I can't help but point out, if you abbreviate Multiverse of Madness, what do you get? M-O-M. And another clue here is that, you know, part of the plot here is uh, about Wanda, uh, Scarlet Witch, trying to uh, get back uh, to her kids from uh, WandaVision. So, intentional or not, this is definitely a Mother's Day movie. Disney, ooh, you think you clever. Yeah, right now it's a uh, Saturday night. I just got out of the uh, film. Uh, 
box office seems pretty good. Scored uh, $27 million opening day overseas and heading towards $200 million opening weekend. And yet, fans are roasting this film as worst ever project, while others are calling it the second worst MCU film ever. Is that true? Is that really, really true? There might be two, uh, there might be some merit as to uh, what Elizabeth Olsen, I caught in an interview a few days ago, said that you know she doesn't watch MCU uh, film premieres anymore because she's afraid that they'll flop. Well, I mean, is it really true? I think that's a bit of uh, malarkey. That probably exists in another multiverse because one I'm looking at right now, uh, IMDb has it as 7.5 out of 10, Metascore 62, Rotten Tomatoes 76 critics and 88% audience approval. So I don't know. I don't even know what they're talking about here in these articles. But what about me? What does Tyler Woods think of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Yeah, finally my echo board is working again. All right. So this movie definitely has that Sam Raimi touch. Uh, if you are a Sam Raimi fan, you're going to notice a lot of things like camera shots and angles, even some Evil Dead references. And let's not forget the real stamp of Sam Raimi, uh, Sam Raimi movies uh, involving his good buddy, Mr. Groovy Baby, Bruce Campbell. What really is driving this film are the plot and the visuals, especially the visuals. Uh, I think this would be a good 3D IMAX experience. I didn't see it uh, at the uh, IMAX 3D theater in uh, Traverse City. No, I caught it over at the uh, Petoskey Cinema over there. Because, um, I mean, it's a good idea to actually focus on that. Because when you're handling, you know, a character like Doctor Strange from comic to film, I mean, you really do have to focus more on the visual special effects and the character's abilities, multiverse worlds, and also throwing Scarlet Witch in there. Yeah, expect a lot of special effects. Uh, visually appealing, by the way. Uh, but the plot's... Uh, now, I was definitely engaged with this. Uh, producer uh, Kevin has said that his next step is to explore the multiverse. But how does that tie in with the story so far? It doesn't really add on or foreshadow the MCU future. So it does keep the focus on Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. And I like that. Uh, downside to that is that you're not really exploring um, in a title of multiverse, you're not really going to a lot of multiverses. It's it's like what four, five, maybe three, and, and brief glimpses of other multiverses. But I mean, it's so brief, blink and you'll miss it. Uh, so while it bothered me, just not by that much. Next, I should probably bring up. Um, careful when taking your kids to this film, because this gets dark, especially with the visual effect violence. I mean, things happen. In this film, it makes you question that PG-13 rating. It doesn't really mess around with uh, mild shocks that you will not believe happened. I mean, it brings unique opportunities in, but quickly shuts it down. Humor is hardly mild. There were, I mean, probably, there was probably one joke in there that I did laugh, but that was like at the very end. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Marvel movies are best known for their quipping and you know, jokes that gets audiences laughing, but hardly anyone was laughing in here. Only maybe somebody who might have gotten a joke or reference, but it completely flew over my head. Um, also, the character performances here, surprisingly bland. Yeah, what? I mean, sure. I mean, there's some emotion going on, but throughout most of the film, it's like, mm, all right, okay, I know. Then uh, something shocking happens and their reactions are like, yeah. I'm too busy to react. I'm focusing on something else right now. Okay, no time. Uh, speaking of characters, um, 
Egeofor's uh, Mordo, who was teased as uh, an- the antagonist in the uh, post-credits of the first film. I mean, we get that fight, but sadly, like I said, brings a lot of opportunity in, but only shuts it down. It, it, we get the fight, but it's just not... It's not as prolonged as you'd hope. Very brief. Rachel McAdams, I'm still surprised. I was even surprised that they uh, they used her as much as they did in this movie. Originally, she was told, uh, what I read about is that she'd be playing three versions of her character, but was cut down to uh, two. Uh, she's supposed to be this catalyst of uh, Doctor Strange's development, but involving her that much, I feel kind of ruined of what it was actually trying to go for. I know what it was going for. I'm not saying uh, Rachel McAdams shouldn't have been in there. I just think that they kind of mishandled for what they were going for. Like, she's getting married to somebody else, and Doc Strange is convincing himself that he's happy for her when, in truth, he's not. Because while he loved her before in the uh, first film, I mean, he didn't really know what he wanted from her. And and he does get that closure, but this is where... it kind of gets a little bit loopy. He gets that closure from an alternate version of her rather than the actual one from his own universe. And I think McAdams knew this, which uh, why she reportedly said that she really didn't want to return as Christie to begin with. Anyway, Cumberbatch himself. I mean, he is shockingly enough. I love his performance. I love his movies. I love him as Sherlock, but he's half half here. Man, he got into it at the end, especially with all that makeup. You you will love that. You'll love that part. I mean, that's where he really, really gave it his all. Uh, as for uh, Sochil Gomez, uh, for her debut as America Chavez, uh, we don't get a lot of time with her emotionally, but we learn a lot about her, and her performances were downplayed a lot to just interacting with the characters and not having pivotal scenes other than... Uh, now invented exposition convenient scenes. There's a there's a scene uh, where she's walking with Strange in a uh, multiverse city, and they both step on a platform called Memory Lane, and it projects uh, memories of their past, and we get brief glimpses of her origin and what got her into this mess in the first place, but they never come back to it. They just mention it, and it's supposed to be an emotional scene, but nope. We got Illuminati hype to get to, which, by the way, just. All right. Here's the thing about the Illuminati. Don't expect much. Shameful marketing gimmick. Shame on you, Disney. Shame. Now, Benedict Wong. At, still not going to get used to that. Benedict Wong as Wong. I love Wong. <laughs> He's still He is still in that groove of character who just pops in. Always a pleasure to see. Always has your back, no matter how much you're screwing up. And look, when you're being a friend, be like Wong. Disney, you got to buy that phrase for me now. Also, he's uh, provided a a response. Uh, there, there was talk about him uh, with the his character having his own Disney Plus show, and he's responded to that. Definitely loves the idea. Would uh, definitely go for like you know a plot around the five years during the Thanos snap. You know what he was doing, like events leading up to. Uh, Shang-Chi and all that other stuff. I, I like that. I like the sound of that. Definitely make that happen, Disney. Finally, Elizabeth Olsen. She is the MVP actress here. She carries this whole film. So, I mean, if you haven't guessed already, I mean, th- this is a follow-up to the events of WandaVision. Available now on Disney+. Plus. Subscribe now! But her character is this big 180 of everything we've known about her 
and while I know you know why she's the antagonist here, it definitely throws away what we grew to love her for, and it, it's not her fault, by the way. I mean, that's what they wanted to go with in uh, this movie over here, but the decision, I mean, to make her this way from she could be redeemable to definitely <laughs> yeah, drop off the deep end, but also perfectly captures what they were uh, trying to do with her character. I mean, you know, giving her this uh, drive, motivation, what she's willing to do to get it. I definitely felt sorry, but hated Scarlet Witch at the same time. And Elizabeth Olsen perfectly did that. Um, they're really driving her to make her a villain overall, which, um, I mean, but why after so much growth? I mean, that, that was my question. So my theory on that is I think Disney is trying to aim for X-Men versus Avengers. It's the only reason I can think of. Because, I mean, look at the success of Captain America Civil War. While, I mean, that was you know well-received by fans before the film's release, people still had their doubts as to can Disney really pull that off. And they did. So they might go this direction. Um, anyway, film's runtime is over two hours. And... Uh, it felt a little too much packed with uh, stuff over here, and I was I was gonna I was gonna say that until I now found this article here. According to director Sam Raimi, there were a lot of scenes cut from this movie, about a half hour worth of scenes. Uh, but not to worry, as uh, he goes on to say, uh, those uh, scenes that were deleted will not be left on the cutting room floor. Many of them will be available on the home release of the film. Also, forgot about uh, the reshoots that they had to go through. Here, which I mean, you you can see and tell uh, where they were painfully. Some scene transitions that mix or fades to black and reverse circles, zoom cut. I mean, it's just like ooh, ow! It kind of ruins the uh, the flow of the movie. Now there are two post credit scenes. Main one is after the mid credits, and when I say main one, that's the one that like okay, what's to be expected next time with Doctor Stephen Strange? And then uh, you got the very last one. Uh, which is definitely a love letter to all you Sam Raimi fans out there. Uh, I, yeah, I would stay for both of them. So what do I think of the movie overall? Definitely entertaining. Definitely enough to uh, go out there to theaters. Highly recommend a uh, IMAX 3D feature, but strongly suggest a matinee price, but I can't stop you if you're a shut up and take my money kind of fan. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode review. Uh, coming up next, Top Gun Maverick. I think that's, uh, yeah, that'll be out uh, around Memorial Day weekend. And then shortly after that, Jurassic World Dominion, which somebody close to me is definitely looking forward to. Also, if you want to be part of the show, I got my uh, full schedule up on my uh, Tyler Woods uh, Facebook page. You can find me at T Woodsy on Facebook and Twitter. You can also email me, Tyler.Woods at 106KHQ. Let me know if you want to come in on the show. Or if you have some kind of movie recommendation, uh, like, say, a bad movie or a movie that you love but other people hate and you want my take on it, I'll, I'll definitely be open to those. All right. So in the meantime, catch you later. Happy Mother's Day.